Thank you, Pastor. First John chapter 2. And we're going to start in verse 3. Yes, sir. First John chapter 2, verse 3. Thankful for this opportunity. I do enjoy preaching to the teens, but preaching to you is a little different. <laughs> I know Mrs. J is only a few years removed from 19, but still, it's a little different. First John chapter 2, verse 3, and I'm just going to read through verse 6. And by this we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God, the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. The title of my message this afternoon is, Are You a Liar? Are You a Liar? And I take that from verse 4, which says, He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar. Let's go ahead and begin with prayer, and then I'll get into the message. Lord, thank you for this afternoon and the beautiful weather. Thank you for bringing us here together to church, and Father, just how you've blessed us. We are truly blessed, and um, just with the, this place to worship, even just that alone, and Lord, the heat, the air conditioning, um, it's just a blessing to be here in comfortable seats, and I pray that you would help us each now to hear from you and to make the changes we need to in our lives. I pray that you'd help us as we introspect, and pray that we would allow your spirit to do his work in our lives as well. And uh, I just thank you for what you're going to do. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Are you a liar? I, for one, do not like to be called a liar. Uh, I don't think there are too many people that like to be called a liar. Um, I have not, this has not been my struggle in life, lying. Um, I'm not saying that I've never been tempted to lie or that I'm not still tempted to lie. But, you know, some people, as children, they grow up and they're just like chronic liars um, maybe some of your kids have, have had that thing where they just like to lie a lot. Um, <clears throat> but each one of us is tempted to lie, and sometimes the lie is a little more, um, it's not so blunt. Like, are you 50 years old? Well, that's a yes or no answer. You can tell the truth or you can lie. But when we present ourselves in a certain way to people that is not genuine, we are also lying. We're being deceitful. And not only can we do that to other people, but we can also do it to God. And it's, it's interesting. I, I was preach, I've been preaching to the teens about truth. And so, <clears throat> obviously, this, this passage here that we're looking at, the, the passage above, talks a lot about truth and lying. But in verse 8, it says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So, basically, you're like, lie to yourself if you say you don't have sin. But then, in verse 10, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. So then we're, we're calling God a liar. Um, and so it's, it's possible for us to put on a certain facade and present ourselves in a way that is dishonest. And essentially we are, we're lying to other people about who we really are. Um, 
I have worked for Greenheck, now I work for a moving company called You Move Me, and I, this, is, this is a stretch to say that I'm deceiving people by wearing my Greenheck shirt now. I have so many Greenheck shirts. They gave us so many shirts. <laughs> I'll be wearing them for the next decade, but to, to wear that Greenheck shirt, uh, and people are like, oh, do you work at Greenheck? That's, that's not the same thing. Uh, I'm not lying to people, but when we live our lives in a certain way and present ourselves, we tell people, yes, I'm a Christian, but then we don't live in accordance with that. We are lying to people, and, and we're living dishonestly with God. And so my proposition today is that you must be honest with yourself about your walk with God. You have to be honest with yourself about your walk with God. And, you know, we come to church and we, we look good, you know, we try to look good um, even throughout our week, maybe with our family or at our workplace. We, we try to look a certain way. And if we're going to say that we're Christians, that's good, right? We need to present our, our, ourselves in a way that is Christ-like. And it says, he who abides in me, abides in him, verse 6, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. So if we're going to say that we're Christians, we need to walk as, as Christ did. And, and I'll get to that later on, but... Really, when it comes to what we're looking at today, I want us to look, first of all, at knowing God. It says, in by this, in verse 3, by this we do know that we know him. So this is the test. This is the test of how we know that we know God. Now, under, under my first point, letter A is relationally. So I'm going to kind of step aside from the text for a second and go to John chapter 17 verse 3, and John chapter 17, verse 3, is talking about our relationship with God, and Jesus is speaking, he says, this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So, I think that each one of us here today, and I hope that each one of us here today can say that I know God in a relational way, in, in the idea that I have met Jesus Christ, I know him as my savior, he's forgiven me of my sins, now God is my father. Each one of us can say that, I hope, and if you can't, obviously you need to talk to someone about getting that settled. Um, knowing God in that way determines your eternal destiny. But this passage here is talking about knowing God in a more intimate way. So we have knowing God relationally, but knowing God intimately, that close personal relationship. So how do we know if we are having that close personal relationship with God? And that is if we keep his commandments. If we keep his commandments. Now, this is very simple. Um, but this is the evidence. If you're looking at yourself, you're looking at your life. How is my walk with God? Am I walking with God? I say that I know God. Do I really know God? Well, as you examine yourself, as you step back, are you living in obedience to the Lord? Some people say, you know, some people might say, okay, yeah, I know this parent. I know my dad or I know my mom. I, I know them. But they're pointing at a picture of, you know, their dad and they haven't seen him in, let's say, 30 years, right? But they know him because at one point when they were six, like, they knew him. Um, some people would say, yeah, I know that parent. And they point at a picture of them with their arm around the parent and they just saw them, like, a year and a half ago, right? So they know them too, but it's different, right? Obviously, there's a different level of knowing. 
And then some people might say, yeah, I know my dad. And they have their arm around their dad and they say, hey, this is my dad. So there's these different levels of knowing. And so as we look at our lives and say, you know, I know God. If, if you would say, I know God, I have, I have a close relationship with God. Are you obeying his commandments? Are you keeping his commandments? Or are you a liar? Because that's what it comes down to. You either know him and you're walking with him or you're walking in darkness. Look up, up the page at verse 6. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not live the truth. So, I mean, it's very, it's very straightforward. Um, we're either walking with the Lord and we're walking in the light or we're walking in darkness and we don't know him. This is, it, it's a litmus test of whether or not you're truly walking with the Lord. Am I keeping his commandments? When the word is preached on Sunday, or when you are reading in your Bible on Tuesday morning, or you're listening to the message on Wednesday night, or you're listening to the radio on Friday afternoon, and the Holy Spirit uses a verse or a song or whatever it is to speak to you, and prompt you to take some action or another, to repent of some sin, to share some encouraging word with someone or to, you know, discipline your child. I don't know. That's not the funnest thing. And sometimes God tells me I should do it. I'm like, no. Um, all of these things, if we're living in obedience to God, that is a reflection of whether or not we're walking with him. It's just as simple as that. And so the, the walking with him and the knowing him it may be somewhat sporadic. I, I think as we go through our Christian life, it is sporadic. It's not usually, I mean, I suppose maybe there have been people in history where their Christian walk was just constantly an upward trajectory, but unlikely, right? There's going to be bumps, and God willing, it's always upward, but there are going to be seasons of life where you're like, yes, I know the Lord, I'm walking closely with him, and we'll get to abiding later on, but and then there will be other seasons where you know him for a day and then you slip into sin for three days. And you just don't obey him and you know he's speaking to you and you just keep rejecting him, pushing him away. And then you repent on Wednesday night and then you come back to church on Sunday and repent again. And No, some, sometimes that's the way it is. Um, but he wants to have that close, intimate relationship with us. And if I really wanted to spend a lot of time on that, we could go to John chapter 15 and talk about abiding in Christ. But do you obey his commandments? If you aren't obeying God, then maybe you don't know him as well as you think you do. And I think each one of us want to say that we know God, but if you aren't obeying him, then that's a good, you know, that's a good thing to think, well, okay, I don't know God like I think I did. Because if we truly knew the Lord, if we truly knew who he was, and if we truly understood who he, who he was to us, from his word, then we would, we would live in obedience to him all the time and never, never once fail him. There are several different, you know, when it comes to these obeying his commandments, there's a lot of different ways that we can obey. And I'm not going to go into depth about them, but in John chapter 15, verse 12, Jesus says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So to love, that's a commandment of the Lord. Are you loving others? We have the Ten Commandments. We have different and various examples in the New Testament commandments given to the church 
uh, just c- commandments given to Christians on giving and conduct and kindness in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. But those be kind one to another type of commandments that are given to all Christians are all throughout the New Testament. There's lots of commands that, you know, we know. We, we've heard them. We've memorized them maybe even. We know what they are. And throughout our life, as we go about each day and claim to know Christ, these commandments come to us. When we are unkind, we do not need our conscience to tell us we're unkind, right? We have the Holy Spirit. Lost folks, they know as well when they're unkind because they have a conscience. And I'm not saying we don't have one anymore. My point is, we know even more acutely that we have sinned when we sinned because most of us here are seasoned Christians. We know what the Word says. And so we have these commandments in the New Testament. Are we obeying those? Um, we would like to claim to be honest people. We, we want to say that we're honest. No one wants to say I'm a dishonest person. And by this, we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So are you an honest person or are you a liar? Are you saying that you know him but don't truly know him? Or are you being honest with yourself and with others? Secondly, there's knowing God, but then I want us to look down at verse 5, at loving God. But whoever keeps his word, also you could say his commandments, whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. The word of God is perfected in him. Love is perfected when obedience comes from a place of knowing God. Love is perfected when obedience comes from a place of knowing God. So the knowing God is first, and then you know the love of God. And the love of God is perfected in you. It's, it's very possible to obey without loving. And, and we can go about our lives, you know, obeying the will of God because we know what it is without truly loving him. Um... But when you know the Lord and you're obeying him and, and you're living in obedience to him because you know him, then now God's love is being perfect. That's, that's what the verse says here, that the love of God is perfected in you or completed. Um, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments, right? So the, the obedience does reflect love, so you have knowing God and then obeying his commandments and then that reveals love, right? So it's, it's a train, it's, it's connecting. So it's not just a test of knowing, it's a test of loving whether or not you obey his commandments. And, you know, this is it's just like with me and Amanda, right? If she loves me, she'll keep my commandments. And, you know, sometimes I try that out. If I want some chocolate chip cookies, you know, Babe, do you love me? All right. Then make me some chocolate chip cookies. And then I'll know in that moment if she truly loves me or not. Okay? So maybe it's a little different than that. Um, But the obeying does reveal our love for the Lord. But it needs to come from a place of knowing God, not just a place of cold rules. And I mean... Man, when I think of cold rules, I just think of the Catholic Church. And they have this rigid set of, of rules and 
if you comply with them all, you live your life in a certain way, and you're perceived as religious, you're perceived as pious, and, and it looks good, and, you know, there's bad Catholics that don't follow the rules, and people are like, well, what is their Catholicism? There's, there's nothing to them. But then there are people that really do follow it closely, and they appear a certain way. But it's just like the Pharisees in the Bible, and Jesus rebuked them harshly for appearing a certain way, but in their heart not being that way at all. So it is possible for us to, as Baptists, just come to church and, and comply with the, maybe the rules, or maybe it's just the perceived rules, but our heart isn't right. Um, so know God first, and you'll know that you know him if you keep his commandments. And then the love of God will be perfected in you as you do that. They're all interconnected. They are all interconnected. Um, but we've seen knowing God. We've seen loving God. But I want us to look at abiding in God. It's hard to claim to be abiding in Christ if the only time you walk with the Lord is on Sunday and Wednesday. You might... Now, again, I'm challenging you each to to introspect, okay? Examine yourselves um, when it comes to knowing the Lord and keeping his commandments and loving him and now with abiding, abiding in him. But verse 6 says, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. So if you, you might be able to say that, and, and I, I still think this would be a stretch, but you examine your own self, but you might be able to say that I know the Lord, and then you just, you know, on Sunday you set aside time and you commune with him and you worship him and you, you get things right when you're at church. Um, but, and then Wednesday night as well. But I guess, you know, maybe in your mind you could say, well, if I live you know, a decently good life the rest of the week, but mostly leave God out. As long as I'm, like, committed to church these couple days and I'm, like, doing right those days, you know, I would say I know the Lord and I'm a good Christian. But abiding in him, that, that idea of staying with him and remaining in Christ, you'd be hard-pressed to call abiding anything like that if you are not constantly with the Lord walking with him, spending time with him, communing with him in a way that, uh, it, I mean, the word abiding in Christ just has the idea of, of remaining in him and staying with him. And sometimes I find that in my life, uh, well, I certainly could not say that I'm imbi- abiding in Christ at various times, uh, certainly, but I, I just go about my life living my Christian walk, and then I'm like, okay, I need to go, I need to do this thing, I need to um, study, or I need to do some outreach, or um, I need to read my Bible, or I need to pray with Amanda, or something like that, and so there's these, these acts of righteousness, and even in the moment, they may be righteous acts, and not just me doing it because I have to, but at the same time, it's not abiding, it's just, okay, I need to do this and I haven't spent time with the Lord today, I'm going to go spend time with the Lord. But then the rest of the day is just kind of what it is, and I go about doing different things, and I may reflect once or twice on the verse I read that morning, but I'm not abiding in Christ. I'm just, I spend time with him, 
And then I went and did my own thing, and he was an afterthought. Abiding has the idea of staying with him. And if, you know, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. So Jesus, you would say that the disciples abode with Jesus. They were with him almost incessantly. So they abided with Christ in a very literal and real sense. But when Jesus left and he sent the Holy Spirit, he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us in the same way, except in a closer way. So if the disciples acted like what they were with Jesus in the morning when he had their, his meeting with them and told them what they were going to do that day and gave them a word of encouragement, but then they were also with him the rest of the day and just pretended like they weren't, maybe they had their girlfriend along and, um, or their wife and so Jesus is up there with the 11, and they're just hanging back all day, not really listening to what he's saying to the crowd or anything like that. They're just hanging out with their, their significant other or whatever. They weren't abiding with Christ, but they were with him. So we have the Holy Spirit, and we might spend time with Jesus here or there, and then say that we're a follower of Christ. But if we're not, if it's just an allocated time, and this is our time with Jesus, and that's it, we're not, we're not abiding with him. We need to spend time with, he is with us, right? So we need to acknowledge that he is there. That's really what it is. Um, to say we need to spend time with him is true in a sense, but he's, he's there. So we are spending time with him. It's a question of what we're doing with him while he is there. Like, are we ignoring the Holy Spirit or are we acknowledging that he is there? Um, and this is a difficult thing. It's not, I, I hope I'm not making it sound terribly simple. Well, it is simple, but I hope I'm not making it sound terribly easy. But having this abiding with Christ, walking as he walked, is just acknowledging him throughout your day and living in obedience to his word. And that is the essence of Christianity. Christianity is not a religion so-called with a bunch of rules. It's a relationship with a person. And so... I think so oftentimes we want to say that and then we want to live our relationship as a religion where we can take it or we can leave it. And, you know, I've, I've talked a lot about church attendance, but it's so simple to skip church and spend time. I'm not advocating this, Pastor, but it's very simple because it's not a religion, it's a relationship. It's very easy for me to, you know, I'm sick next Sunday, okay? Well, I'm not coming to church, but guess what? I can still commune with the Lord. I can, it's a relationship, so I can still connect with him. I can hear from his word with technology. I can listen to sermons, or I could listen to pastor, or I could, you know, I could just sit down with my Bible and spend extended time. You know, it's a relationship. It's not a religion. So church is not the be-all, end-all, right? It's just an aspect of our Christianity. And so... That, that's, the, that's the idea, though, here. Christianity, Christian. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. So, are you saying that you're a Christian, but then not living like a Christian? Now, you might present yourself as a Christian, but are you actually living like a Christian, or are you a liar? Are you pretending to be someone on the outside that you're not actually on the inside? Have you convinced yourself and others that you know God simply because you know a lot about God? Are you abiding in Christ 
or do you just think you are because of your situation or a certain event or your obedience to God in this area or that area? You have to be honest with yourself about your walk with God. This is, this is something you have to examine yourself and say, do I know God? Am I abiding in Christ? That's, that's where we want to get to. We want to obviously honestly say that we know God. And we want to eventually say that, yes, I'm abiding in Christ. But that does take discipline and work and supernatural help from God. That's my challenge for you today, is to be honest with yourself about your walk with the Lord. I want you, and I want for myself, to be able to say that I know him honestly. It's not a common thing that someone says, do you know the Lord? And if they ask it, they're asking it in the way that, like, do you have a relationship with him? Have you been saved, right? But, so it's not often that somebody probably challenges you, like, are you walking with God? You know, but (laughs) you can ask yourself that. Right? Ask yourself that. And then even more deeply, are you abiding in Christ? Knowing God and keeping his commandments is one thing. But when you're doing it consistently and you're just living in a certain way, you're living in a consistent, faithful, obedient way and staying with Christ and abiding in him. That's, that's the really tough one. And by this, we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. I don't want to be a liar. I don't think any one of us want to be a liar, and I'm not calling anyone in here a liar. But what have you found in your mind this morning as you've examined yourself, and what has the Holy Spirit been saying to you about your walk with the Lord? That is all I have, Pastor. You can come.